<laughs> oh god. Oh. I'm going to leave it in. Oh god. I may have forgotten to eat vegetables for about a week and it has had horrible consequences on my health and well-being. Drink eat, a V8. Eat your veggies, kids. Eat your veggies. All right. Oh my god. Yeah, let's leave that. Anyway. <sighs> Welcome to Consume Content, where we help you find the best content to consume. I'm Josh, and this is Matt. I'm Matt. Today we will be discussing The Mayor of Kingstown, available on Paramount Plus, which I had just canceled and because I'd run out of things to watch um, on it. And then as I canceled it, I realized it had several more things on it that I wanted to watch. But it's too goddamn late. You have a thing about... We used, we were sharing files yeah. for this show yeah. on Dropbox. Yeah. And then you had one issue with it. We were like, where are these files? They're not loading. And it then was, you canceled it. It was a weird issue. Anyway. It was the only source we had to connect that you had already paid for. You see, I'm sensing it was a $20 a month anyway. And I'm remember, if you want, if you, yes, there's a pattern. But if you want to join the discussion about, you know, a discussion about, you know, which services you should keep versus which you should cancel, you know. I'm so mad. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. <laughs> Just if, finish up. Hurry up. If you want to join the discussion, you can jump on our Discord server called the group chat. It'll be linked in the episode description, as it usually is. Very gassy today. And uh, soon, at least, some social media. Yeah. We have a TikTok. Yeah. We have YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll get some. We'll get it. We'll we'll start some tweeting pretty soon. Yeah. Work is what else? Work is slow for me right now. This is my fault. It's my fault. We've been on a month long hiatus. Because I've been super, no, super it, busy. No, it's not just you. I, I just hide under the convenient Josh excuses like, oh, Josh wanted to call it off this week. <sighs> but if you hadn't, I was going to. So no. It's been a month mm-hmm. since our last recording. Yes. We were trying to do one or more a week, but yeah. life got in the way. Yeah, we got to... We're gonna get back on it. We're gonna we're gonna continue to build our social media presence. Ha- Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's past everybody. This is probably going to come out on the 9th uh, tomorrow. And uh, for audio listeners. And we're just going to jump in, jump right into it. I'm so tired from work, but work is finally slowing down. And I was having a conversation with a uh, co-worker. Uh, just casually, I just remembered. Oh, right. Mayor of Kingstown was a show I liked. The show I thoroughly enjoyed on Paramount Plus. That um, I, f- I forgot why I even signed up for Paramount Plus. There's some other sh- probably Star Trek stuff, right? Love Star Trek, but Mayor of Kingstown, starring Jeremy Renner, and I always forget this other guy's name. His name is Chandler, or what is it? Chandler Bing. Chandler not Bing. Chandler Bing. Not Chandler Bing. What the hell is his name? Where is he on this list? Okay, I will say he dies in the first episode. So that's probably why he's not like top billing, you know? Jeremy Renner's top billing. What the fuck is his name? Wait. So Wait, wait. So what is this is a TV show on Paramount Plus. This is a TV show on Paramount Plus. Yes. Spoilers. Oh. 
called Mayor of Kingstown, right? Okay. And it is a very, um, how do you say? It's a medieval type of tale set in the modern day, right? Could have been, you know, um, does, is, does that make sense? Like the structure. No. how Medieval how? The, the like, power what? structure of this town is is very medieval. There's a town, there's a mayor, quote unquote, of Kingstown, right? Kingstown is the name of the is the name of the town. It is a prison town, uh, it's somewhere in America. Like there's a prison in the town. There's like three prisons in the town, I believe. Oh, something like that. Like the the economy, the local economy is based off of these prisons, right? And it's about this small kingdom, essentially. A pseudo kingdom, not a real kingdom, but it's about like who really runs things in Kingstown. And what's this guy's name? Chandler. The hell is his name? All right. Why don't you just I'm gonna look it up. I'm now. looking it up right now. I'm on IMDB right now. For some reason he's not on the top of the list. Right? Yeah, but I'm angry now. Yeah, what the hell is his name? What the hell is his name? Jesus I'm Christ! Like Chandler, he's in he's in the Godzilla movies, you know the more recent ones. He's oh, the de- Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Chandler. Kyle Chandler. I told right? you I was gonna find it first. You son of a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> so Kyle Chandler, he plays, he is the quote unquote mayor of Kingstown, right? Because he is the town's under underworld fixer. Whenever someone has a problem. You go to Kyle Chandler's character, right? You got, you know, unpaid parking tickets. You accidentally killed a hooker. You know, those, those sort of things. What? It, those sort of things, you know? there's Those those, those are two very different things. But, but yeah, that's, that's the scale. That. That's the scale, right? So he has to... He's constantly solving problems for the cops, for the criminals, for the different gangs of criminals... Right? Uh, because it's all about keeping the peace. That's the whole point of all of their work. Right? They think they're good guys. Kyle Chandler's character thinks of himself as a good guy. As a noble guy. Very charismatic. You know. Gets everybody to get along. Right? And they and everybody pays him for this. You know? He charges fees for solving these problems. Well, he dies in the first episode. Right? He dies in the first episode. Spoilers, right? Because the show's not really about him. We don't do spoilers. For the first episode, I will. Because it's kind of important that he dies. When he dies, that's when the story actually begins. Because Jeremy Renner, who is the star of the show, he is the younger brother, I believe younger brother, of Kyle Chandler's character, right? And he is... But now I want Kyle Chandler to be the lead. Too bad. Kyle Chandler's dead. He's dead. They shot him. He's dead. (laughs) Right? Now, Jeremy Renner has been by his side the entire time. Right? Jeremy Renner is not the typical Jeremy Renner you you are familiar with from many of his movies. Right? He's more of an angrier, more violent Hawkeye, if anything. You know? No kids. No wife. No family. Nothing like that. He just has his brother. And he just... Does whatever his brother says. So, so he's if, more Green Arrow. 
more Green Arrow, right? But like, if Kyle Chandler says we gotta go, we gotta go bury a body, then he's like, all right, I'll grab the show. He's more like uh, Jeremy Renner from the town. Now that I remember, <laughs> so he's more like Jeremy Renner from the town without the Boston accent, you know. And so, sure, yeah. think think of Jeremy Renner like that. <sighs> Drinking a bit of water. But his brother dies, and his brother was the nice one, right? And he was the mean one. And now he has to take over as the town's fixer. He has to take over and sort of solve all these problems as they come up between all the the various members of the criminal community, right? There's the Russian mob. There's the there's the uh, skinheads. There's the Mexicans. There's the black people. Well, I should say, you know, I don't know what their black people call themselves. There's, you know... I'm pretty sure they call them black people. Well, no, I mean, like, in terms of a gang, right? Like, the like the skinheads or, like, the neo-Nazis are, like, skinheads, right? There's Then but, there's Mexicans. But that's a derogatory term. Like, that's just a slang term other people use to refer to them, right? Exactly. But, like, I don't think there's a term for it. Like, there, there's just essentially, there's one black guy named Bunny, right? And he sits on a lawn all day and he sells drugs from a cooler on that lawn. And he is in charge of that gang. But the FBI watch him all day and he sells drugs from a cooler. Like that's just that's just Bunny. And he's a guy that is constantly frequently visited because he has to he's like under house arrest, right? So he can't move, he can't make any moves himself. So he just gives orders from this lawn, from this porch, right? And Jeremy Renner's character has to visit him and talk to him and sort of like, you know, get clues as to what's happening and figure out what's going to happen. How do I get around this problem? I'm looking at clips of it now. It's again, it's a prison town. It's all about maintaining the peace between between all the gangs and between the gangs and the cops. It's a very nice Okay, nice is not the right word because it's a very violent show, but it's a very good show because it's if you like that sort of like medieval power structure of a monarch, so to speak, trying to keep all of it together, it's it's very good because this is a kingdom that's crumbling, that's like approaching civil war, but it's set in modern day America. And so it's a very enjoyable show, in my opinion. There's a lot I'm leaving out because, obviously, I don't want to spoil anything. Who's the director of this? Let's see here. Creator, do, 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 Taylor Sheridan. I forget what else he's made. And well, then he directed the first episode. Obviously. And then... But there's others. There are others. Known um, for... Oh, known for... He was a writer on Hell or High Water. Wind River, that makes sense. Sicario, Yellowstone. Okay, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. This guy does a lot of crime. Yeah. Yeah, without remorse, okay. Those that wish me dead. Yeah, okay, so this guy writes a lot of crime. He's pretty good at it. No wonder I've seen his name a lot. Do you have any questions? Well, so... It's... It's about kind of like the underground the crime world of this town yes does does this town exist as like just normal people as well like is do we get a different perspective or is it 
just kind of like a godfather following this like these families and it's more of a it's more of a godfather type type deal but strict it's almost strictly from jeremy renner's perspective you know you don't Mm -hmm. see much beyond his perspective other than his mother you know so his mother his mom his mother and his brother so it's about this family really right and they're all involved at different levels right so jeremy renner of course is the quote-unquote mayor of kingstown the real mayor um his other brother his youngest brother is a cop right and then his mother is this it's a she's a very shakespearean character i want to say just because she is there to constantly somewhat like berate jeremy renner's character and uh, kyle chandler's character to remind them that they are wicked men like she's almost like the old witch that shows up like naughty and she spanks them no 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 she's like the the old witch that shows up to tell them they're cursed you know and and she does that's sort of her metaphysical role if that's a wrong word but you know her her role within the narrative but you sometimes you'll see her go to a prison go to the women's prison and give like uh and teach classes you know that's what she does Mm -hmm. in her time and one of the inmates asks her for a favor because they know who her son is the quote-unquote mayor of kingstown and she says don't you don't you dare to ever ask me for a favor or you will be out of this classroom like it's she does not want to be involved with her son's activities because her husband did it. Her husband was the town's fixer before them and they got him killed. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, they don't get rich from this. You know, they, so again, they think they're, what is this role of the fixer? Is that like glorified here? Is it just this hero role, but just to these crime these gangs pretty much yeah so like, like i don't know if you is he a fixer for hire or is he just yeah. does he exist for the good of just the town like who are we Th- rooting for that is the moral question you know and that's the moral question that the mother presents them right because they are for hire they're for hire they're they just solve problems for criminals and for the police and they get paid for it and there's a line in the first episode where the mother says, just because you don't make a lot of, don't, just because you, you don't charge a lot of money doesn't mean you're the good guys. Like that's yeah. somehow like they, in their own minds, they try to justify what they're doing. Like they believe they have good reasons for doing this, for doing these things. Right. But at the end of the day, they are enabling criminals. But so, they, but they see it as a way of pacifying criminals. It's well. So is up? that kind? Of, is that like one of the big themes of the show? Is like this moral ambiguity? Yeah, it's. Does Jeremy Renner struggle with that, or is yes. this just us watching him? So he does, and so because what's his motivation to do this is it just because that's what he knows? Exactly. That's sort of the problem. He knows nothing else, and he's mm. told like, he's told several times that like you don't have. Really, you don't have anything holding you back. You could just leave this town. But he doesn't know anything else. He doesn't know how to do anything else. He doesn't know what he would do if he were to leave. You know? Because there are all these people who are now dependent on him. Like, it would have been... um, 
would have been easier when his older brother was alive. But now his older brother's dead, and he has to he has taken responsibility over this town and all the things that happen in it. And so that's where it sort of comes into like he is the unofficial, you know, mayor of kings. He's like this king who's taken the throne reluctantly. And he doesn't know how to get out of it. He could just leave. He could just leave all these people behind, right? But then comes into the question that their own personal belief that they believe that they are keeping some modicum of peace and keeping the, the gang wars from starting. They believe that they're keeping violence down so, by fix, by solving all these problems. That they're finding, they believe they're finding diplomatic solutions to these issues. So is that, if there was a central conflict, would you say mm-hmm. that's it? It's his internal struggle, like him trying to justify being this, having like taken on this role in this town. Yeah, but again, like he doesn't talk much. You know, it's it's oh, he's really? all, but he's always angry. He's always upset because there are always the thing about it, like that moral, that moral quandary is always he can never get to it really like there's moments when he can think about it but he can never get to it because there's another fire just another emergency always comes up always like there's something always pulling his attention away because this happened or that happened and this person got into a fight with that other person and if this doesn't get solved then these gangs are going to start fighting and like things are going to escalate and towards the end of the first season, um, I don't want to spoil too much, but the police want something. They want something very, you know, that's not legal. They want something, and it's, they want justice, but they want a sort of like Wild West justice. And in order to do that, they need favors. And he tells them, because he's the town fixer, he knows how all of this works. He tells them that this will cost you later and you will not be willing to pay the price. That when I tell you your bill is due, you will refuse to pay it and things will get worse. Violence will break out and there will be nothing you can do because you will be too stubborn to pay the fee later. And he asked them, And it says he explicitly tells them, do not do this. And then they do it anyway. He tries to work around them, but he he knows that they are set on a path towards war for their own personal reasons. And he tries his best to talk everybody out of it, but he can't do it. He he just, it doesn't work out that way. So it sounds like it's, it's not just, you know, there's stories where it's not just one character and, mm-hmm. like, one character's individual conflicts. It's it's the role they take in the community. Yeah. Is that, that's, it sounds like that plays a big part. It's, I mean, obviously it's called Mayor of Kingstown. It's, mm-hmm. it's him assuming this informal role. Yeah. And that's where, that's what largely takes place in the show. Yeah. And... It's a role that has existed before him, right? His father did this. So in this town, this is how it's done. If you have a problem, you go to the mayor. 
so it's he is the guy to go to. He's the guy that everybody calls because he's inherited the role from his bro- from his deceased brother who inherited it from their father, right? And this is just how things are done, right? And so it's like it's it's not a it wouldn't make sense in like any other movie, you know? Um well, I suppose it does, right? Like, look at... You can see him... Like, if we're comparing to The Godfather, right? Um, I can't... Pre- well, I don't I mean, think I... What's up? The Godfather was just the first thing that came to mind, but... Yeah. That's... I don't know. That seems different. Because yeah. that well, centers around this family being the yeah. lead of an organized crime. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about more of, like, thing. roles, right? Think of the, the lawyer in the family, right? The adopted son. Um... I can never pronounce the title that he holds within the family, conciliere or something like that, where he's an advisor. Cons- yeah, consigliere. Consigliere. And so it's similar to that. Jeremy Renner's position is similar to that, but more freelance, where he's able to interact between all of these different... Like, he knows... He has people that he knows and has a, built a good relationship with in each of the gangs and so he's able to go to each of them and broker peace he's a power broker like he would be a power broker if he actually leveraged any power but he's really a fixer where he's trying to fix problems um yeah yeah and and really that's it it. if i were to compare it to yeah give me give me another show or something Mm -hmm. that's similar What, what would you consider the closest have you seen Michael Clayton? It's a George That's Clooney film. George with Clooney. Uh, yeah. I don't. Th- maybe a long time ago. I, I don't remember it. Probably not. Yeah. So in so in Michael Clayton, uh, I don't know. Maybe I think I should think of a better example because it's it's almost the exact same thing, but instead of this town, it's Michael Clayton, George Clooney's character, uh, coming up with the the moral quandary of what he does for a living which is a fixer for the rich and famous and powerful um and what he does yeah, is he's keep... yeah i keep using that's the problem it's like too close of an example you know so in michael clayton when uh the beginning of the movie a rich guy he i think it's like a hit and run right or or he shoots a guy and then he needs help, so he calls his lawyers as to what to do. And his lawyers bring in Michael Clayton. And Michael Clayton begins to give him advice. This is what you need to do. This is what like this is what's gonna happen next. And this is what you need to do. And this is what you need to prepare. And you need to be you need to say goodbye to your kids now. And you need to prepare you need to do all these things to prepare your defense. And I mean ri- it's not it's not something we think of, I guess. It's never, mm-hmm. like, been a role that's in the spotlight. But I guess it is kind of a common thing, is, like, this role of the mysterious fixer. Yeah. And there's some B-action movies where that has, you know, Liam Neeson, basically, half his movies, he plays that role. He's yeah. he's the CIA fixer. He's the NSA fixer. He's yeah. just the well, guy, the loose cannon. Well, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, get that. That's what you usually see if you see a fixer type character. It's like an assassin, but in 
and these sorts in Michael Clayton and in Mayor Kingstown, they're not typically violent. They are about brokering peace and they are about making deals in order to broker peace because violence is typically the last the last resort if if at all a resort and i don't think jeremy renner kills anybody until like way later in the season like he's definitely more violent than his brother in order to like exercise his authority but he doesn't kill anybody until like way later because again it's about maintaining the peace but going back to like Michael Clayton, just to finish out that little story in the beginning, the the rich guy who shot somebody, he's like, no, I called you. He's like, who are you? Are you even a lawyer? I thought you were going to lead my defense. And like, how can I avoid this altogether? And Michael Clayton is there to tell him, no, I'm the guy who finds you, your lawyer and your defense. And I'm here to tell you it's too late. That like the the cops are coming it's for you. It's too late. I'm the devil. Basically, it's like, and he calls. There's like it's a nice, it's a really good performance from George Clooney. Like his line is like, I'm not. He goes like, I'm not really a lawyer. I'm a janitor. I'm here to clean up your mess. <laughs> like that's that's what he is, right? And so it seems like a a George Clooney thing to say. Yeah. And so that that's a good movie too. I would really recommend that movie if you haven't seen it, um, because it is it like is about what's up. Of all actors, I mean he he's pretty mm-hmm. prevalent in in terms of just rolling out mm-hmm. big movies like not blockbusters necessarily, but just he's just had such a long career because he's just he is a good actor. I like him a lot, yeah. but he's there's so many of those where. He's in a movie, and it was big that year, but nobody remembers it the year after. But it's, yeah. it, you know, decent money, just casual Clooney, just doing a decent job. Well, but there's so many movies where it's just, it's a man's name. That's yeah. the movie, and he stars in it, and he does pretty good. And it's just, no, <laughs> you know, he's got so many of those. That was a different era, you know? DVD sales were still a thing back then. <laughs> you know, just to, hey, if we're going to... Whoa, whoa, what do you what? mean? They still are. No, they're not. <laughs> DVD sales where I remember watching a thing. I guess we'll go on a tangent um, real quick, but I remember there, it was a thing where, and this is going back to like the blockbuster days, right? For the longest time, for decades since VHS tapes and movie rentals, VHS tapes and DVDs saved movies, right? The only reason like m- movies of a certain caliber were made was because of rentals and then dvd sales after the fact right i was watching a thing where uh, matt damon was talking about the financing behind um behind the candelabra the movie he did with michael douglas where michael douglas plays um that pianist the gay pianist jesus christ what's his name let me look it up do you do you expect me to take the word pianist seriously? Uh, yes. And so, <laughs> Behind the Candelabra is Bold about Michael Douglas. Oh, a candelabra. Liberace. Liberace. pianists sticking. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, Liberace. Okay. Liberace. So, Michael Douglas plays Liberace, and Matt Damon plays his, his young lover, right? And it's supposed to be a romance. Like the the camera work, it's all very soft, right? And 
Matt Damon was talking about like I think because he had to like partially at least I think at least partially finance this film himself because it would have cost him 50 at least 50 million dollars to make it and then like a and and promote it because even at the time like promotion promotional budgets are crazy expensive right and if if you're doing like a blockbuster movies now movie nowadays it's like a hundred million dollars to get it globally marketed and that's like your avengers your star wars is like all at least a hundred million dollars just spent on marketing um but those movies those bigger franchise movies they have the advantage of toy sales and merchandise sales after the fact right nobody's really gonna buy merchandise of behind the candelabra and (laughs) I, i might buy a candelabra Maybe, but uh, oh, it's, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah, Soderbergh. Interesting. It's a Soderbergh. Yeah, and so, um, and what I still else has it's Soderbergh. It's been on my list forever, but basically, like the financing for the he was talking about how like you couldn't make it because now with streaming and all that, like this movie was made in 2013, right? So I think Netflix was was new. Right, and then DVD sales were plummeting, rentals were plummeting. Right, Netflix and all. And Netflix was really getting started. When did Netflix really start? Because Netflix did DVD sales. My timeline's a little wonky in my head, but he was talking That's about like how two thousand four, two or around there. Yeah, but he, but Matt Damon was talking about how like how in, increasingly difficult is it's become to make smaller films, and. Because, like, the lack of DVD sales and DVD rentals as time went on. And eventually, at this point, like, who the fuck buys a DVD? You know? Not many people. Um, Redbox does. Redbox still, you know, some people still get Redboxes. I'm amazed. But look at how downscale, right? They they pick maybe 10 to 30. They got 30 movies in that box, I think, per box. And it's, it's really, like, a game of math as to, like, which movies are actually going to work? You can't have an entire store full of DVDs anymore. So the the business models change dramatically, and they just can't make small stuff like that anymore. But all that small stuff moved over to streaming, and now it's all being made as miniseries and TV shows, and like one-off movies. So the streaming services are just making them now. You know, like let me pull up. Do, 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 do YouTube real quick and go to Rotten Tomato Trailers. They, uh, I don't know. The, I've, I've seen this channel. I have, I, I subscribe to one channel on YouTube for movie trailers. And I think they've been purchased like twice. And now they're Rotten Tomatoes trailers. I don't even remember what they are now. Right? But. Um, Why do you go to a specific place for movie trailers? They're just. You just you look them up on YouTube. It's just easier because this one, um, this one channel I'm subscribed to it, so it gets updated until my my feed on YouTube, you know, and my subscriptions page. So all the trailers just show up there automatically because I don't actively look for them. You know, I don't go to the homepage all that often. I don't type in trailers. I just go subscribe. It's just easier that way, right? So like, mm-hmm. look, at this. I'm looking at the trailer for pale for the pale blue eye, right? Starring Christian Bale and the the guy who played Harry Potter's cousin. Um, 
God, uh, what's his name? Hold on, let me scrub through the trailer Dudley. real quick. Yeah, Dudley. The guy who played Dudley, right? From director Scott Cooper. So Dudley and Darth Vader. What? Darth Vader? Christian Bale, Batman. Oh, I, th- I was thinking Hayden Christensen. No, not Hayden Christensen. Sorry, Christian Bale. And then, what is this guy's name? Because he's a he's a really good actor. There's a cat right here. Right there. On on your screen or no on on yours. This is this is you, right? You're to my. No, no, you're. I'm, I'm I'm on your other side. Yeah. Cat way over there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's Taco right over here. There's Taco. I also. Oh wait, so Taco's okay? Taco's okay. You never updated me, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Taco's okay. She may have like a bad tooth, but Taco's okay. It's the other cat that oh didn't make it. Oh my god. And so Well, yeah, I'm sorry. And about so, that. But I got, I bought a printer and I bought sticker paper and I made a sticker of a cat. Oh god. I was wondering what that was. You, you can't see, but there's a big sticker of a cat on a box. Anyway, that's one big sticker. It's one big sticker. It's it's an eight, it was like an 8 by 11 sheet. Anyway, so Christian Bale is starring in this film. Batman. And it's yeah, he plays a detective, go figure. And And it's at it's like this uh suicide has occurred at West Point University, right? The the famous military academy. school, yeah, academy, right? And Edgar Allan Poe is there, right? And this guy Dudley plays Edgar Allan Poe Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe, right? Wait. Did Edgar Allan Poe go to West Point? He did. I, I googled it after, and he actually oh. what? He was in the military. He was like, he tried to like get out of his assignment early so that way he could go to West Point Academy. Like he was like a sergeant major in a, in an artillery unit. Like it was a. It's yeah, actually really weird. In, like he, he was, was in the military, but he wanted to then go to West Point afterwards. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like he was. It was like a five year assignment, and then he he sort of like cut it short after three. Right, it's Don't it's most... weird. It's weird. So he went. He had, I think, like an adopted father. Like he had some sort of estranged father figure, right? And he ran away from home, couldn't support himself. So he joined the military under a different name, right? And then when he wanted to get out early, he spoke to his commander and told him the truth and what happened. His commander wouldn't let him leave until he sort of patched things up with his. Uh, with his father figure, like I think it was like a stepfather or something, and it it was happening very slowly. Like then his mother died, and then that's sort of what for, what led them to like make up, and then after that his commander let him go. But he was like a sergeant major or something in an artillery unit after three years in the military, and he wanted to go to West Point, which again a military camp, uh, presumably to us uh, to continue his military career because at this point yeah. he's put out one book of one collection of poems and only 50 books were printed and it was an abysmal failure so he, Edgar Allan Poe's really just going towards his military career at this point uh, but this is this takes place during that so I guess this is like a fictionalized thing I don't know how much of it is based in truth obviously but there's a suicide and then there's like a, someone hung themselves but then their heart was carved out. And so the detective has been invited to investigate what's what has happened. Who's taken the student's heart? Uh, and it, the guy from Indiana Jones, Kalima. Kalima. <sighs> this is a very uh, different part of the world. 
and it's a di- very different year. It's about a hundred or so years before Christian Bale. What is this guy's name? Yeah, Christian Bale is in it. The guy who plays du- who plays Dudley, right? There's like ciphers just, and puzzles. Harry Melling. Just call him Dudley. Oh, that's right. Harry Melling, right? He plays Edgar Allan Poe. And I can see that. Actually. It looks good. It's it's a detective thriller set in the 1800s, right? It's a lot of snow, really cold. Cinematography looks great. It's on Netflix. Oh. I would love to see this in a theater. I would love to see this in theater if they, if they Netflix put it out in, in a theater. But I forgot what your original point was. It was us talking about movies versus streaming. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's well, we got all, we're on a tangent. We got into another tangent okay, about Edgar well, Allan Poe. Well, then speaking of, uh huh. Did you see Glass Onion? I did not. Yet. Okay. Have because, you? Because yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. But it was only in theaters for a week. God damn it. Yeah, so now working. you can't see it in theaters. I don't think you can. God damn it. Because that's a, a Netflix Net- movie too. God it's a Netflix movie, but they wanted a theatrical release yeah. for well, I think because of the popularity and just like because Knives Out mm-hmm. was a legendary uh, picture or something. It was a different studio, and obviously yeah. that one had a theatrical release. Yeah. I think because of certain ties to that, or maybe a contract mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. They decided to have a theatrical release, but only for a week. Yeah. During Thanksgiving. Because sometimes so. they'll do a theatrical run, just so it could like participate in the Oscars. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll Probably do that, something ju- like that, so it could be Although, considered no, for awards. Um, Coda won mm-hmm. Best Picture. It never aired in theaters, did it? No, no, I don't think Coda did. No, this was like so a rule. This was a rule from a few years ago, like oh, from okay. from a few years ago. It was a whole thing where people were like mad that like Netflix couldn't get considered back when Netflix was still like you know uh, more popular in people's eyes. When it was the Golden Boy. Yeah, when it was the Golden Boy. Um, wait, wait, wait. How how far is Montebello from you? Pretty far. Why? Oh, okay. That's where I saw it, and I was like, it'd be funny if I saw it, like, right outside your house. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't have been close <laughs> at all. But um, I still need to see Black Panther 2. Like, it's been, I've been so busy. Oh, I, wow. I haven't made time to go to a movie theater. I really want to go. Yeah, well, I, I've been trying to catch up. I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to see the menu. I want to, but yeah, that I'll probably like just have to, it's out now, but I don't know I'll be able to see it in theaters because... Mm-hmm. I need to see Violent Night. I need, I need to see it. Uh, we're going to have to go take Justin. He really wants to see that. He loves those types oh, really? of movies. Yeah, we'll have to take Justin. and then. Heck yeah. You, me, and Justin, we're also going to have to go see Cocaine Bear. Uh, cocaine Bear? What coca- is Cocaine Bear? You haven't heard of Cocaine Bear? So it's directed by Elizabeth Banks, the actress. Oh, boy. Right? And Wait, no, it, yeah, I haven't heard of this. It's what got a this? big CGI bear, right? And it's basically... Oh, I did see about It's a this. slasher movie about a bear that ate a brick of cocaine. Like, yeah, it gets into a whole brick, and then it just mm. fucking goes ham yeah. on people, right? It's got a lot of stars in it, you know? A lot of... I did see about this. A lot of people freaking out about a, a, a black bear attacking, because they don't do that. <laughs> and it's... Well, yeah. Yeah. It's Ray Liotta's in it. Rest in peace. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Is uh, that the last thing he was in? Maybe, who knows. You know, it he was a, be, he was right? a working man. You know. He was. He was a working man. He was in a lot of stuff uh, before he passed. And then um 
but yeah, so Cocaine Bear is gonna have to be on our <laughs> list to go bear. see. It's Cocaine Bear. It's what what else are you gonna call it? Yeah. It's a cocaine yeah. bear. Right? <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, but anyway, that mm-hmm. there's a bunch of Yeah, I don't know. I'm you and I both are into well you you were in school for writing, but I we're both big on movies. I think we're both much more on the extreme side of the scale uh-huh. where we admire the art. We prefer going to the theater, getting that experience, you know, or at least we value that over the convenience of watching something at home, just yeah. on streaming. Mm-hmm. So I think glass onion was a pretty good mm-hmm. test to see. I don't know. It's, it, we're still in a weird place because of COVID, but yeah. it's just, it was interesting to see how well it did knowing that there was only a week of time because I made sure to go mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Because I wanted to see it in a theater, which I'm really upset about. I should have gone to see it again because mm-hmm. the theater I ended up seeing it at wasn't that great. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I, I never get to see it again. Same thing happened to uh, Top Gun. Oh, yeah. I fucking loved that movie. It was so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see it again. Mm-hmm. But I missed my chance. Well, they're going to do I, a second run. Oh, are, I need to make sure it's in the right kind of theater, though. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to do a second in, run. The movie I saw Glass Onion at uh-huh. the theater, I could tell the projector was fading. I don't, I, I don't think they were using mm-hmm. lasers yet, so mm-hmm. their projector, the bulb must have been dimming. It, it was oh, just washed out. You know, it was a shame. Damn. Damn. But yeah, so no, they they are doing. I heard somewhere that they're going to do a second run of Top Gun Maverick. Bless you. And then I'm not surprised by that at all. And honestly, I'm just really excited because I really want another chance to go see it. Yeah. In the theater. Um, I would love to see that movie again. God, that's a good movie. It um, was so good. I I just can't stop talking about it. It's I'm so good. I'm such a sucker, right? Charlie and I were shit talking Avatar, James Cameron dude, Avatar so dude, much. We love shit talking that movie, right? And then we like we we got into this argument of like there's this you del- fucking hurt. What? You heard about? Oh no no you 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 go first go first. Sorry yeah you tell me maybe there's some clearly something I don't know, but um, it's like there's this clip that went around of like this like he's in a wheelchair at the beginning of the movie like there was criticisms about like the, some of the CGI and some of like the the design of the city right but that's a deleted scene we found out and so we just wanted to watch that mm-hmm. we wanted to watch the beginning, right and then we put it on and then we just didn't stop watching the movie. We just... <laughs> At a certain point, we did walk away. Like, we had to go do other things. But it was just like, we just, it was just on. The movie was just on it at a certain point. That's you, the James Cameron effect. That's that's such bullshit. And now I'm going to like, well, I'm going to like, Charlie and I would like complain about like, it's going to make a, a $2 billion because it's James Cameron. Nobody yeah, knows is. why. He's, nobody knows why everyone's going to go see it. Just everyone's going to go see it. And I'm just like, in the back of my mind, I, it, it rose the thought. Like, the it came to the front of my mind where I realized, oh, wait, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> like, I'm going to go see it. Oh, no. Wait, that's me too. Yeah, like, I will go see it because everybody, I was telling Charlie, like, everybody knows it's a James Cameron movie. And for some reason, that means something to everybody. So everybody yeah. knows... This is a once in a few years type of thing, and you're gonna go watch it because it's an event. Okay, if you're accounting for uh-huh. his total number of like mm-hmm. box office hits, because yeah. everyone's always comparing just the number one earner. It's always yeah. Avatar or Avengers uh-huh. now. 
Yeah. Uh, End game, whichever one. You know, they're always back and forth. Star Wars for a hot minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you consider the the percentage of his movies that are in just that top ten... Yeah, that's why that's why everybody knows it. And yeah, that's why it means something to everybody because everybody has been touched by one of those movies. Yeah, because everybody knows or everybody at least feels that if he puts out a movie, it's going to be a banger because he doesn't put out <laughs> shit. It's just good. It's he, just good. He only puts out solid shit. And Charlie was brought up this whole thing about like. How he was really going for like alien things, right? Alien sounds, alien designs, and then at a certain point he would just scrap like these these alien things because they were too alien. And I'm like, that's the trick, Charlie. Like he still needs things to be familiar and recognizable so that way people feel comfortable watching it. And it's just like at a certain point, like alien is too alien, and he's like, fucking throw it out, throw it out the window. Give well, give us last of the Mohicans with it, with blue people. That right. That's what he does, though. Yeah. He, he hits the I, high notes. He hits the he, high notes. Yeah, but no, no, it's not just the high notes because there's mm-hmm. been so many movies mm-hmm. that have hit high notes that have, like, really peaked at certain levels of, I don't know, just certain emotions, certain mm-hmm. connections to, like, the mass appeal. Mm-hmm. But I think James Cameron knows how to sweep up the whole bottom range. He does. At all all the valleys of mm-hmm. what people enjoy about movies mm-hmm. w- as in the valley like things people don't like yeah he knows how to clear that out i think he has unlocked the secret to like making like you said a solid movie it's yeah. not like he's going for the biggest you know mm-hmm. for the award winners the yeah. the highest dr- you know possible drama he mm-hmm. just knows how to really narrow down like focus on whatever people seem to enjoy i think i think you're absolutely right you're absolutely right about that go on i was gonna tell you Mm -hmm. i thought you were talking about what about the new movie way of water yeah i already have my tickets and Uh i knew i was gonna see it no matter what because why not i have the pass Uh but i heard some things what i heard some things i heard this is better than anything else i heard this is a good fucking movie God damn! Because you know it's what? It's weird. How you know how what? is it possible? How? I don't. It's a sequel. I don't know what that movie's going to be about. I'm no cl- like. There's only one plot point I know from the trailers. The humans are back and they're hunting us. What's going to happen? Right? <laughs> he needs to like. He's they go ob- swim with the seahorses. Obviously. They're, yeah, they're going to go learn how to ride seahorses, right? But what else is going to happen? Is it going to be like a re... Like, it can't be... Like, there's so much they can't do. I don't fucking know. That's the thing. I'm getting it. I don't know. What's it going to be, Matt? What's it going to be? You don't need to know. Exactly. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. I don't need to know. I don't think we knew what the first movie was going to be about when that came out. And that was also in a weird place. I remember all of these details about it because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I liked the movie just fine. The first movie. I actually just rewatched it because of the new movie coming out. So I was like, yeah, let's rewatch it. Is this his first sequel? No, he's. Because he's done sequels to other franchises. But is this his his first sequel of his own movie franchise? It can't be. I can't think of another sequel he's done. 
It can't be. Look it up. It can't. Matt's be. looking it up, folks. Matt's looking it up. He's scanning. He's scanning the internet. Did he do the abyss? God damn, that was a good movie too. He needed an excuse to go down there. He just really wanted to go down there, remember? Mariana's <laughs> Trench. That's right. He just really wanted to go down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, he's made a lot of movies. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. He's. I'm assuming we're just interested in director. Uh-huh. Not like executive produced or anything. You know. Well, he but well, he's been a writer and producer on some, not necessarily executive. Producer. Okay. But we can we can take out producer, just remove that, right? Yeah. Writer director is what we're because we're talking about creatively. Yeah, I don't see anything. I mean, yeah, it's just like specials off of movies he's done. Yeah. Nothing. Did he do Terminator Salvation? No, he did not do Terminator Salvation. It would have been a much better movie. Like, it wasn't that bad a movie. Was not that and bad of a movie. It did have Christian Bale, so it it's got did. his fingerprints all over it. it. Did have Christian Bale? No, these are. It's just mm, credits for like video game characters. Like mm-hmm. they're just crediting his characters. Weird. That's no, so yeah, weird. True Lies. Uh, yeah. Terminator 2 yeah I don't see anything I don't think he has done his own sequel like, at least not like at this scale mm-hmm. like it's so weird you know like after but Titanic apparently, what's up? apparently it's a good thing I heard the movie is going to be really good I hope so I hope it's fun you know it's I think after Titanic I think he just figured out what those how to like just get every because if you watch I was again I was watching Avatar and it was there was nothing unfamiliar about the movie right which is probably one of its largest criticisms that it it's wholly unoriginal right but that <laughs> you is mean po- you mean Pocahontas with blue people yeah Pocahontas with blue people but that's not a bad thing if you do all of it right like. Yet Charlie and I were still like, oh, ho, ho, unobtainium, oh, ho, ho. But <laughs> it's the banter. It's all there. They're all caricatures. It's all like classical theater, you know? These are like just pit, like every form of theater has its caricatures, you know, whether it be Japanese or European or British strictly. It's and that sort of story, right, is full of American caricatures, right? The greedy, the greedy businessman, uh, again Sigourney Weaver being the smart, the smart woman that nobody listens to. Uh, you have the, you have uh, Stephen Lang as like the evil colonel out, out to kill them Indians with, with the big scar. <laughs> with on the scar. They eat your eyeballs for juju bees. Like fucking My love that. My job is to keep you alive. <laughs> I will not succeed. I love that. Like he's so good. <laughs> He's he was so really good, good at it. Oh my god, so entertaining. Juju bees. <laughs> we'll chew you up and spit you out. Juju spit you out your first day in Pandora. <laughs> you ain't gonna survive this. It's fucking great. Oh my god. And then uh, Jake Sully. What a great fucking uh, name for uh, 
for main character for indigenous Jake Sully for an indi- for a native people to make fun of, right? Jake Sully. <laughs> Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good one. Like I, I wish they had made fun of his accent. That's one of my biggest complaints, and I know it doesn't make the uh-huh. movie any worse for me. Uh-huh. But that guy, Sam Worthington, is yeah. too Australian. Yeah. He can't not be Australian. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it definitely cracks. It, it cracks through. Oh, my God. But did what are we talking about? What's up? Did you hear about um, the Matt Damon thing? The Matt Damon of it all? What, what about it? Avatar? James Cameron approached Matt Damon to be I, the lead, to yeah, be Jake Sully first. Uh-huh. And, then and Matt Damon I said no. I think he said no, uh-huh. but he offered Matt Damon, like, I don't I, I don't have the number. Oh, yeah, 20%, a shit ton of money. 20% yeah. of gross or something. Like, oh, yeah. And he said no. An astronomical amount of money yeah. because the movie went on to make a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. It was, and so, then... Matt Damon, I saw the interview with Matt Damon where he spoke about that, where he's just like, yeah, yeah, he offered me like 10% and clearly I didn't take it. <laughs> he would have been the richest actor in the world, the best paid actor in history if he would had have taken been. it. Would have been. Why did he say no, right? I think he just had other projects at the time. Yeah, I don't I think mean. he was opposed to it. He just couldn't take on another big one right now. Oh my God. Or right then. But you, yeah, don't say, and... you don't say no to James Cameron, okay? Apparently you do, yeah. and then you just suffer. You, you lose <laughs> out on billions of dollars on a hundred million dollars at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, yeah. But again, like that—that's also a franchise that like made its money back and then so like, that was just a billion dollars from movie tickets, right? The yeah. that had DVD sales, that had merchandise sales, that had like that movie is still, I think. Ironically, it was on Paramount Plus. When we were trying to watch it, and I had to, I had to like rent it for like four dollars somewhere else, and it was, oh god, it was weird. Anyway, it sure um, sounds like you're gonna pay for Paramount Plus again. Ugh, I'm, I'm, I'm paying because I don't have it. Jesus, but uh, <laughs> oh, who knows? But yeah, what were we talking about originally? Mary Kingstown. Yeah, Mary Kingstown. Pretty solid, pretty solid show about crime, and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. What? I'm sure I'd get into it mm-hmm. if I just sit down and start watching it right now. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel in the mood for a big crime. That's TV okay. Show a big crime thriller. I, I, I don't, I've never been opposed to any crime story. That's okay. But I, I don't I'm know. I like a lot of crime stuff. That's just me. Uh, I, I can tell. Yeah. I Hasn't love... it been half of your list? What on this show so far? <laughs> No, let me look at the episode lists, the episode <laughs> list. Right, uh, let's see here. First one, horror move, horror show. Right. Uh, second one was you. Okay. Uh, I big monkey Kong Island. No Skull Island. Zombies in feudal Korea. There's no crime there. Um, well, there is. And then let's I'm see waiting here for Fargo. Uh, yeah, Fargo's in there. Yeah, but that's Fargo. That's one show right and then uh, oh i did start what we do in the shadows though fucking hilarious Ooh. i did start that i have to continue we Barely... should do an episode where we just go over yeah the shows and stuff that we gave a try and like god it's it's almost like 
that show's like almost too much. Like we barely got, we didn't even make it through an episode, but like I was just crying laughing and it, it's fucking it, it just gets better. It just oh gets God. better. Wait, then, did you did you did you did you die at uh Colin Robinson's introduction? I did. Just yeah. <laughs> just, I I did. Was, mo- most vampires are energy vampires. <laughs> You probably like my mom cracked up when because it was on we were playing in the living room. My mom cracked up when he goes, "You probably know an energy vampire," (laughs) and then it cuts to the office scene where he works. Oh my god! Yeah, it cuts to an episode of The Office. Yeah. Oh my god! And then he's just boring people to death, and then the camera just pans Mm -hmm. to him, and he's. Uh And his eyes glow. I love that. I can't get enough of that. Oh my god, so good. All right, Columbo. There he goes. Okay, there's Columbo. Uh-huh. Columbo. That's two, right? Uh, Golden Kamoy, right? And then, and then we, Golden we talk, Kamoy. Golden, you son of a bitch. Anyway, crime. I like crime, right? I've watched a lot of cop shows, right? It's um, it's so bad that it's all fictional. You know, it's fucking terrible. Well, I, I don't... Yeah, I get it. I, I love a good crime show. Love a good crime. Well. Mm-hmm. Good crime. Yeah, I guess I just have other things on my mind right now. That's okay. I want to watch... It's, it's the holidays. I want to watch the big action epics. The mm-hmm. big, you know, Avatar and... Well, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to see Violent Night. That's we're going to see crime. Violent Night. I'm watching a lot of trash right now. Um... And when I say trash, I mean YouTube. I'm just watching a lot of YouTube. Um, well, speaking of, actually, mm-hmm. I kept thinking of things that I've been watching, and uh-huh. I'm wondering what should be my episode next week. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, good question. Because I watched the bear. Okay. The bear was very good. I still haven't seen that, so you can tell. But me I'm about also that. watching Andor. Oh yeah, Andor's yeah. great. Oh my god, it's have you so not finished good. it? It's so fucking good. No, because I was, I I just got too busy, didn't have a chance. But now I'm finally finishing it up, and it just keeps getting better. I it's lost so sleep. Good. I lost sleep see, over that show. Exactly, it's so good. But I'm wondering if it's too big. I don't think everyone knows about it. I don't think everyone's seen it. Does it fit our model? Well, it doesn't matter because we both have seen it. Well, I, I will soon have seen the whole thing, but still. I think we should still talk about Andor. It's just that fucking good, right? But I think most people have not seen it. I think Star Wars fans have seen it. Anybody with anybody who's a Star Wars fan has seen it, but it does it doesn't have the same mass market appeal as a mainline Star Wars film. And then yeah. because of because of the sequels, right? A lot of people have given up on Star Wars. And yeah, I, fe- I feel like just Andor's just like, get back over gonna, here. It's going to bring them back. Just get it's back over good. here. Because Andor's so fucking good. But Andor... I stopped. What's up? Yeah, it's I've, I watched the first half. I stopped mm-hmm. after episode six. And you know which episode episode six is. I forgot, but go on. No, no, no. You know which one it is. Is it the it, ending of the prison or the beginning of the prison? No, it's it's... Before the prison. Before the prison. Okay, yeah. It's y'all. Oh yeah. Okay, look, yeah. Look it up. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Episodes. Epi- the heist. Yeah. 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 But it's it's so good. Uh huh. 
I and I've start. I'm I'm I've got four episodes left. I think I'm uh-huh. three. I'm two thirds of the way through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really good. And I've heard the finale was just so good. And it I'm was, gonna it's great. watch it very soon. It's in the next couple of days. But uh, there was something else too. But yeah, so we have some contenders, some some things to tease. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe we'll fit them both in next week. Yeah. No, Andor's great. I think. Um, I forgot what I was going to say about Andor, but it's just great. It's a great show. Oh, Andor brings up. Excuse me. An interesting discussion where people were talking about how for Andor, it was really important that they brought on writers and directors who did not like Star Wars or did not know anything <laughs> about Star Wars, which is how they were able to make Andor, which is so different from Star Wars. Which is, is different. which I'm not sure if that's true. If that correlation is causation, but I the can opposite. feel it. I, you, you I can think, feel it. I think I recognize it. It it is so different, and I can tell it's mm-hmm. coming from different sources, like uh-huh. people who traditionally know how to write other mm-hmm. stories. But all you have to do is put is like overlay it with Star Wars. Just it's wonderful. The, just dress up the bad guys in a certain way. Dress up the the store, the world, the mm-hmm. you know the ships they're in in a different way, and you got Star Wars. Just bam, yep. you're solid. It's so good. But the opposite is said about Karate Chop. The opposite is said about other shows like the the upcoming season of The Witcher that's going to replace Henry Cavill with um, Liam Hensworth. Yeah, right. They were talking about how it because. They have writers who don't love the book series that it's a problem because now they're going to make content that is, you know, not faithful to the source material and they believe it's going to be a bad thing. Show's not even out yet. The season's not even out yet. I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't like Liam Hensworth as Geralt. I think he's not the worst choice, but yeah, I think everyone just got... Everyone's just too in love with Henry Cavill. I think he's a weird choice. I think he's a weird choice. I need to see it. I need to see it to believe it. I think it would be fine. You just kind of need... Because he's he's just really tall, you know, big movie star looking guy. Uh I think that's fine. They're going to put him in the wig and everything. But Henry... We didn't really see Henry Cavill that well as Geralt. But after he put everything on and he Mm -hmm. was in the role and we actually saw him... Yeah. Everyone fell in love. I would agree, but it's also because I think people just love Henry Cavill so much. I think Henry Cavill really, really just accepted the character of Geralt as just like I mean, Geralt. He's definitely angrier than Geralt in the game. Like Geralt in the game <laughs> is just like, Ugh, like all the time, uh, and then Henry Cavill is Henry Cavill is Geralt is like, Ugh, like face scrunched <laughs> Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works better though. Cause it does. You can't have someone who's just too angry, but mm-hmm. you're spending what, like, eighty hours with him, making uh-huh. his choices for him in a game. Uh-huh. I don't know. It, it would maybe get too tired. But in a TV show, he has mm-hmm. full license to just carry this character anywhere he wants. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we haven't run out of tangents, but it's about time we wrap it up. Well, no, we're just pushing what? them to next week. We'll put well. There'll be more topics, more shows, and more tangents next week on the Consumed Content Podcast. Hopefully uh, next week. Hopefully next week. Uh, we're gonna st- stick to it. 
this time I will have some more time to hopefully record a few episodes. Everybody can build up our backlog so that way we don't have a whole month long hiatus again. But as our script it, it. as our script instructs us to say, I think we could call it there. Hopefully we've convinced you to check out Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus. But get it wherever you can. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider following us. Consider joining the Discord uh, channel. It will be linked in the description. Uh, we will be uploading to YouTube uh, as fast as we can, as soon as we make time. And But you typically find us on Spotify or wherever you can find podcasts, uh, except iTunes, because iTunes sucks. This has been the Consume... This has been Consume Content, where we help you consume content. We hope you consume this content. Are we going to rewrite that? <laughs> no, we already tried. It we already tried. Well. We can't come up with anything better. No, you just have to put less emphasis on it. <laughs> you, you just run through it. But this has been Consume Content, where we help you consume content. We hope you'll consume this content. Awesome. Goodbye, everyone.